0: You could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: It's in line with, are your actions today serving you tomorrow? And I was married for 17 years to a very successful man, and we built a large empire together and also a philanthropy a personal philanthropy the majeski foundation and so during that time i learned a lot with him by him and although the marriage didn't last i always say my a marriage doesn't have to um a relationship doesn't have to be permanent to be successful. And I was thinking last night because where I started in the marriage and where I where I finished, there was a lot to be. There was a lot that I didn't know and a lot that I learned. He's he's ten years older than me, and these are things that took. When we got together, you know we we had a you know we we're, we were I was running a successful business. He was running a successful business, but we took both of our enterprises and we turned that in to a well at this time it's actually the the company's now valued um at over 200 million dollars a year that's what it brings in and that's a pretty huge uh (laughs) company that we helped build we didn't build it solely it was a team um but I learned a lot because I'd been running a multi-million dollar little empire on my own and and to scale it to that size there are some things that I really I kind of take for granted and I, last night I I took inventory of it and because I was doing the hustle and the grind 12 14 hours a day and i saw what he did and i am going to talk about that how to go from the hustle and grind to building an empire where you can have more time money and freedom and that's what i learned over 17 years is how to delegate how to help people become more successful so that you in turn can have the time money and freedom that you want so that's what i'm going to dive into but does anybody else want to jump in before um I, i get into that and i also am going to ask so, flash your mics. And then of course, I'm going to have everybody share the room. Anybody? Y'all ready to hear about more time, money, and freedom? <laughs> Who's, who do I hear flashing? Did anyone else want to jump in? I hear a mic. I can't see a mic, but I can hear a mic. All right, guys. I see do- Health and Shantae and Mike. <laughs> okay. Barbara, this is Yen. Oh, thank you. All right. Who wants to jump in? I heard three names don't be shy oh. I don't know <laughs> I'll, I'll was... jump
2: in um, Dre awesome awesome talk um, a- as you were talking about the gap from one cliff and jumping to another cliff or peak um, I-, I was reminded of a guy named uh, Dan Sullivan who talked about the gap and um, a lot of times when people are so driven and so focused on that, that goal of changing their lives, they're changing the world, they, they don't look back at what they've done and see how far they've come from the gap. And every once in a while, you've got to t- take a look back at how far you've come and then look forward again and keep on driving but I thought that was pivotable or pivotable. Oops, easy for me to say, um, pivotable,
1: pivotable. Oh my God, you're my new favorite person on the app because I mess up words all the time.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> so, I'm doing it now.
1: You're killing it, <laughs> killing the word pivotal. I love what you Thank just you. said. <laughs> Thank you for jumping in. <laughs> and if you've been here long enough, you guys know my story of being on um, the Today Show this uh, this year. And I tried to say the word sorcery and my Jersey got in the way and was like, it's sorcery. And I tried to course correct. And this is live national television, you know, the hooded Jenna hour. And I'm like, yeah, you know, sorcery. And I tried to fix it. It came out again the same way. I was like, oh, I can't. And I was like, wizardry. Like I could not course correct. But I, in the moment, like I got one of those like flashes of like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm totally messing this up. And then I realized I'm like, you know what? I'm humaning. I'm having a human experience. I was never meant to be perfect. And now I I share my sorcery with all of you, my friends. So thank you. Thank you. It's pivotal. Pivotal. I got it. I like your word Babs. better, Mike. Good morning, Jeff. Good to hear your voice. May
3: I ask you a question this morning?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Wait, before you ask, guys, let's ping some people in the room. There's a box in the lower left-hand corner with an arrow coming out. I'm talking about how to earn more time, money, and freedom this morning. And it is going to be a really great conversation that i've given a lot of thought to and i'm really going to share things i've never talked about before but i've really learned so jeff as everyone's picking people in the room getting into ping jail go ahead and take the mic
3: well first of all i hope you're having a great morning babs i hope you've had your coffee and i just wanted to ask you did anybody tell you today yet that you have a beautiful smile
1: well, thanks, Jeff. Not yet today because it's 630 in the morning and I um, I actually don't have my kids on <laughs> every other Monday, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what a great way to start the morning is offering up a compliment. I appreciate that. Thank you, Jeff. I, I appreciate you so much. Um, all right. So, guys, let's jump right into it. Did anybody else want to follow Jeff? We definitely got to ping some people and this is going to be a really fun conversation. All right. So actions are your actions today serving you tomorrow. And this topic lands for me because I was um, transitioning. I'd run a basically scaled sales teams in my 20s and learned how to scale them across the United States. But I was working like a crazy lady. And in order to go from that, to where i wanted to be i i had to learn how to continue to scale and grow my company my organization and help bring value without compromising um what i was building and what i was building was an empire what i was helping to build was an empire to help companies bring their products and services to market and just a little backstory at the time telemarketing had run its course like telemarketing was done junk mail wasn't working radio tv billboards the segment of the population that these companies that were changing so fast and they're changing more today now than ever before that deregulation of um the phone services was taking place so remember when we used to always have like bell south or bell atlantic it might was anybody does anybody remember that <laughs> you guys remember when we didn't have cell phones and uh, internet
4: absolutely <laughs> it was just me, in
1: i remember i remember <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember the dial phone, I used to turn it around, dial it, it
5: used to go back, I remember.
1: See, all these things. <laughs> so this was a time, perfect, where we couldn't get in touch with a small business owner. And the industries were changing to benefit the small business owner, so they wouldn't have to pay so much. That's why the phones were deregulated. That's why energy was deregulated, so that these companies wouldn't have the monopoly on the service. And you could have choice and there could be competition within that industry so that the market would fluctuate different you know different prices you can get things for cheaper um and we you know debunked the uh or whatever we the monopolies were being decentralized couldn't get to the small business owner they're not answering the phones they're not reading junk mail. So we had done this pilot for AT and T to go door to door, business to business, and say, "Hey, listen, the phones have been deregulated. You no longer have to sign up with Bell South. You can actually sign up with AT and T for your local service, and we'll save you money. We'll just lock you in on a one year contract or something along those lines." And it was a no brainer kind of thing because you, you actually would save the small business owner money. What ended up happening was we did such a great job for AT and T that they had us expand across the United States. But at the same time other companies were like, that's genius. I'm going to outsource it to them so that they can do the sales because it's too expensive for a company like AT&T to internalize a a small uh, door-to-door sales force and fly them all across the country and then just dump them in the middle of like Van Buren, Arkansas to go business to business. So the, the idea was just outsource it to a team of direct salespeople and pay them on commission. I know I I the, the idea is actually very is very smart. I at least I loved it. I fell in love with it, and that's um what I still have access to today. What ended up happening was we ended up expanding, we got other clients and I started to be part of the growth and expansion and developing teams, but I was working like a fool. And by the time I was 29, I I wanted to get married, have children. I was like, I can't work 14, 16 hours a day, six days a week. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm not sleeping. I eat, breathe and sleep this business. I was doing everything. And I had to I had to learn how to do what I was doing more efficiently, and I learned that um, by actually through my ex husband. And these are the things that I learned. So we were able to ultimately take this business, and it's now a, a huge enterprise. And these are the things that I learned. And I'm gonna kick it off. Hold on, I got to open my notes here. Okay, hold on. Where am I, Barbara? Um, the first thing that I want to share is, so how do you work less and make more money, right? How do we work, how do we stop working hard for money and have our money work hard for us, right? And this is one thing that I learned very early on is, um you want to outsource, number one, first and foremost, you wanna outsource anything that isn't making you happy or making you money. So very quickly I learned, you know, I was doing things that had no like service in my business, that had no service in my wellness, my health, we're gonna get to health is gonna be one of them, had no, no application for my happiness. It was just something like, very task oriented, like cleaning my toilets, like I was like, I don't want to do this. And or running my stuff to the dry cleaner, I was doing a lot of busy work that really wasn't making me happy it was keeping me mired in in always working and always doing but never really experiencing life and what i learned from from my ex was you've got to outsource anything that isn't making you money isn't freeing up your, that is using your time and isn't making you happy so there was just a list of things that i was doing and something that i was really bad at that i was doing was my bookkeeping was my, I was literally writing the checks to everybody that worked for me. I was, you know, um, doing the reconciliation, all of the pay, everything I was doing. I was doing so much administration because I felt like if I didn't keep, keep my hand in the pot that I would be taking advantage of. And when I learned, is that you can keep your finger on the pulse of everything in your life without being the entire heartbeat and and uh, circulatory system. So that is number one. Outsource things that aren't making you happy or making you money. Does that land? I saw him do that over and over again. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." I mean, I was running. You know, he's like, "Get somebody to change your go have." get your car dropped off and have somebody, you know, change your oil or he, just everything. He just was like, that's not making you time. And that's not making you happy. And that's not um, making you money. So now you got to outsource it. And it started freeing up so much time. But what I learned in that same space is never take your finger off the pulse. You don't take your finger off the pulse of your books. You don't take the finger off the pulse of how your household is run. You don't outsource, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, all that you can outsource a lot of things, but you keep your finger on the pulse of everything in your life and your business but you don't have to be the entire cardiovascular system does that land for you guys does that help does anybody feel like you try to do everything and it's too much i stuck yes
4: groceries because it was not worth it to go to the grocery store anymore because it gets me off the phones
1: a hundred percent you know what I don't i i I do instacart i I do <laughs> trust me I do not well I'm a terrible i am don't tell anyone, but I'm just not a great cook. I'm a great entertainer, but I'm not a great cook. I outsource a lot of that stuff, and I have no shame in that game that doesn't make me a bad person. I'm just very conscious and conscientious. Conscientious, you see, that's right up there with saucery and pivotal. This morning, I'm um, very conscientious of. I'm not going to use that word. Done. That's out. It's right there, right there with pivotal. Um, you know, I, of my time, I want to make sure that I am enjoying my life. Now we still have to do the things, you know, we still have to do things that we don't always enjoy, but there's a lot of things. If you can make a list of what can I do better, you know, what can, you know, how can I be more efficient with my time and maybe give it up? You know, um, I'm, I'm, uh, dating somebody and we really, he he loves to do all that uh landscaping it has great like loves it loves it loves it but i'm like you do realize how much time is going into that i'm like is there any way we can negotiate so we can get a little bit of that time back and um turns out he brought in somebody who's really good and that time is being freed up so that you know we can um exercise and spend more time together so you know there's always little things that maybe they, there's some some room in there Um, so I want to share that. That was one of my, that was one of my favorites and something that I should have learned much earlier. Here's another thing, um, that I learned. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And this was so pivotal, um, because I can be very direct or when I get aggravated or I want it, like you go in for difficult conversations, how many people flash your mics, get really anxious when you have to have a difficult conversation, like and like sometimes avoid it and just don't even do it right. Highly successful people know how to go into difficult conversations for several reasons. Number one, they understand it's not what they say. And what they go in with is pure intentionality. And the intentionality, even though the conversation is difficult, is they will find a way. These are highly successful people, and I have had access to some of the most successful people on the planet, and I do not need to name drop, nor do I in this in this space. I have been around some serious players and they know how to sit down and have a difficult conversation without making, without belittling somebody, without being angry, without being um, condescending because the intentionality of any difficult conversation, the source comes from how can we continue this relationship? How can we even end this relationship, but ended on good terms? How can I make sure that they understand that I don't appreciate the habit, but I value the person? So when they go into difficult conversations, many, many highly, highly successful people go in with good intention because they take that minute and say is aggravated as they might be and difficult and it might be letting somebody go it might be correcting a, uh, a behavior that's detrimental to the team to the business whatever it is it's going in with the intention of Let's. I, I want to help this relationship. I want to help them improve for their own best interest. I need to end this because it is not in our best interest, not in my best interest, but in their best interest, our collective best interest. This isn't working out. But I want to maintain this relationship to the highest, to the highest level that I can control. So I'm going to control not so much, um, not not anything more than how i say what i need to say is that makes sense i saw it in action over and over again and here's a line that i'm going to share that i saw in play and if you guys have a pen write this down and here's the one thing i would hear all the time hey can i get your thoughts on this hey can i get your advice i want your i would love your input on this and that is where the difficult conversation would start it was, I'm like, you just went into that conversation because I want to sit down and be like, and jerseify the whole conversation, and be like, what the heck are you doing? Like, I want to, that's my jersey. And what I learned is that you, you really want to move the needle in a positive trajectory with your teams, with people that aren't really living up to you know that what they need to do when they're on your team, maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's your spouse. What do you guys think about that line? Hey, can I get your advice or what are your thoughts on this?
4: Love it, Barbara. And I, would, that good? Also, I would also say that I'm with you on trading conscientious for awareness.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Who's speaking? I can hear the voice. That's Ed. I know that. Good voice. morning.
6: I'm glad I, I got a birdie.
1: <laughs> good morning. Where are you on this? There you are, Ed. Okay, there we go. I'm All in right. Colorado. Ed. No, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, you are up early. Well, rise and shine. is always got. It's always. It's God's country out there. Isn't that what they called Colorado, God's country? No,
4: that's Tennessee
1: oh okay well i call it god's country because when i'm out there skiing i think it's god's country i don't call jersey god's country but
4: that's a whole <laughs> it's story. all god's country barbara we love you come on out
1: <laughs> that's true that church i got true, a colorado true.
4: lifestyle ranch for anybody that wants to hide 24 million dollars right now
1: <laughs> Jeez, that is awesome that is awesome well thanks for contributing i i uh i think that's some, i love having you here Um, so I'll keep moving this along. Did anybody else want to jump in? Okay. The next one, number three, people don't care what, you know, unless they know that you care. And the reason why I say that this is one of the very ways that I saw, um, I see, I've witnessed highly successful people earn more money, have more time and more, more freedom is they took a direct interest in the people that were working with them and not for them. And there's that huge paradigm shift. Now, a lot of this I rolled up very early in my business acumen. So this is somewhat of a mixture of what I've learned and what I deployed very early on. And this is one of them. People don't care what you know, unless they know that you care. And I know that's a quote from um, somebody, if somebody wants to Google and find out who says that, but that is, a very basic fundamental of leading teams, scaling businesses and growing. And if you guys have heard me speak over the last week, I've been talking about the Go-Giver book, left, right, and center, because there's key points in it. And it's about bringing value to as many people as possible. So this is in line with that that same conversation. One of the laws of the Go Giver book is bringing great value to as many people as possible. To expand that out, and in order to do that, it's having that mindset of people don't care what I know. I'm not talking at people. I'm talking with people. I'm not. People aren't working for me. They're working with me. And how can we all grow? There's a great uh, African f- proverb. Um. You can go, uh, you can go far fast alone, or you can, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. You can go fast alone, but together you can go far. Together you can go far. And that is something that I absolutely learned over the last two decades. I guess I'm going on three decades of being in the business world. Uh that is something that I absolutely learned is that the more people you help get what they want, the better off your your success, your happiness, everything is going to be a byproduct of living in service and helping others. So that is a very key point. People don't care what you know until they know that 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 you care and that you're telling them because you come from a place of genuine interest in what they're, um, and what they're looking to accomplish. Did anybody want to jump in? Look at all these friendly faces. I tend to talk and not look at the screen. So I see Tony is in here. Ramon, you've popped in. Hey, Tony, you want to jump in? I'd love to hear from you this morning. I used one of your quotes yesterday, small hinges, swing big doors i heard that first from you so how you doing um,
6: great i'm great great to hear you this morning um yeah I, I, I listen love everything you're sharing everything from from uh from the african proverb to the go-giver bob berg is amazing i've, I've interviewed him before and uh it's just so so important to to what you what you're sharing now is is, is again it's what you do for others that ultimately leaves a, a mark and uh and when you do for others, you ultimately, I think it was, uh, it may have been Zig Ziglar that said, when you help enough people get what they want, you inevitably will get what you want. Right. Uh, and that's not, you're not, you don't give to get, but inevitably you get when you give, um, if you're giving to the right people, by the way, because there's definitely energy suckers out there that you can't pour enough into, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. But, uh. I do I do love hearing you speak, hearing you share, and it was uh, great to come in this morning and listen to you.
1: Oh, thanks, Tony. I appreciate that. And you know, um, Bob, when he was on here last week, he said something that landed for me, and it was giving and getting are the the um, opposite sides of the same yes. coin. They're that they're on the same coin. You. When you give, you receive. And I've learned that through my own experiences. And you guys, have some of you have heard me tell this story before about giving. And it was when I launched in 2009, a philanthropy initiative for Operation Smile. I launched that. Operation Smile fixes cleft lips and cleft palates for children and adults with special needs. And I launched that in this space. I was like, what if my brother was born in another part of the world and didn't have an advocate to speak on his behalf? What if he didn't have a sister? Would somebody stand up and speak for him? And I looked at everybody on these that were show- that was showing up on the mission. I went on the mission to the Dominican Republic. I looked at them as if they were Stephen. I have a brother with special needs. And on the flight back, I was, I thought, you know, Colgate sponsored that mission. How did, how did they do that? You know, I started asking questions. And that's another thing, another tip that I wanted, I will dive into is you have two ears, one mouth, listen twice as much as you speak. And when you get intimidated, get curious, start asking questions. I don't understand that, that, you know, and but be okay with being, you know, not knowing something, not understanding But if you can transcend intimidation and move into curiosity and just ask that next right question, this confuses me. This overwhelms me. When I sit and I listen on NFTs and cryptocurrency and the metaverse and the shmegaverse and, you know, all those things, I am like, I don't know. I'm like, listen, I don't understand. I just keep putting myself in a space to learn so when I got on that plane and I asked, I'm oh my "All right, how did Colgate sponsor this mission? I was talking to the administrator. She's like, well, they raised $150,000. I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I was actually, um, at that point, I was a stay-at-home mom. I had um, actually m- m- just, I, w- I had two babies at the time. I had two young kids and I was like, all right, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but, I still had my hand in um, the sales company that I, I helped build, and I was like, I wonder if I can go back and start a philanthropy initiative. See if they're if they'll help me raise a hundred. If Colgate can do it, so can Barbara Majeski, um, and you know, that's where all great ideas start. And I started doing it with this understanding, I'm like, you know what, there's a Stephen out there in the world who needs my voice and I've got to speak for him. And I've got to leverage my circle of influence to help the Stevens. I got, they're all Stephen. they're all my my siblings. And ultimately I raised uh, 150,000 dollars We went on our first mission, a team of us went, a team went to Brazil and I was not on that mission. I was pregnant at the time went on the Brazilian mission, came back. They were like, this is awesome. The fundraising went bonkers from there. The hardest part was getting started. And I always say the first, you're you're getting started in really building generational wealth and um, a real portfolio. The hardest part is getting started and getting to that first milestone, the first $100,000, the first million dollars in the bank. And the first million is the hardest million to make. But after that, it can roll from there. But trust me, that is the grind. You put the most energy into a rocket to get it off the ground. And once it gets into orbit and doesn't require even a fraction of that kind of energy. So anyway, the fundraising ended up going bonkers. we raised almost a million dollars. I got honored with a humanitarian award in 2015. And here's the give and the get. In 2015, they gave me a humanitarian award, put me on the map. All of a sudden, I'm on the red carpet, and you know, yeah, uh, you know, I'm on television, I'm on in the newspaper, I'm in magazines, I'm in you know, all over the place. Everywhere you go, you open up anything, I'm like, oh, look, there's my mug. I'm like there with Johnson and Johnson. Got the corporate, and I got the humanitarian award. Well, fast forward, that was May 2015. In November 2015, I'm diagnosed with stage three cancer. The CEO of Johnson and Johnson reaches out to me and says, "What do you need? You've got Johnson and Johnson behind you. We want you. We want to. We, we want to make sure you have access to everything possible." I had it. It was like what? The CEO, Alex Gorsky of Johnson Johnson, reached out to me, Barbara Majewski, a stay-at-home mom in Princeton, New Jersey, a door-to-door sales girl, door-to-door sales girl that sc- scaled sales teams practically failed out of Towson State 112 times because I was terrible at school, was invited, was, was, I'm sorry, not invited, but had full access to Johnson & Johnson. And the only reason why I had access was because I had launched a philanthropy initiative, giving a voice to those who can't speak for themselves. Fast forward another two years later, I decided, you know what, I survived cancer, I was in the middle of a divorce, I sold my wedding ring, hired a me. I decided all bets were on me, all bets were on me. I was gonna invest in myself and I took that money and hired a media trainer because I always wanted to be on television. And I called the number one media trainer in New York City. And by the way, it took me a month to call her because I was, you know, like I found her on Instagram and I'm of the generation where you open up phone books and newspapers when you need information, you go to classified ads in the day. Then I was like, I'm calling somebody off the Instagram, but so it took me a while, I called her and I was like, Hey, um, I'm interested in training. I'd like, I'd like to be on TV. Like, I don't even know what I said. It was like, probably I, I wish there was tape recording and I'm on the phone with the assistant. The assistant's like Googles me. And then, then her name's Amy Rosenblum who's the top media trainer in New York city. And Amy Rosenblum grabs the phone from Drew and she goes, this is you i just googled you i said i said yes i said that's me she goes you do public speaking i said well i ran sales teams she goes i see you getting this award from operation smile you're the one in the pink dress is this you speaking i said yes 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 that's me that's me that's me she goes i want you in here this week she goes they are there is something i really i have an instinct i've been in this industry and she's very new she goes, i've been in this industry for 30 years get in here i want to meet you anyway long story short the only reason why she was able to google me the i was not on this map i was not i was not googleable i was not searchable i was my name wasn't anywhere anywhere outside of princeton new jersey and the sales community that i was in And that put me on the map. And it was that speech that I gave from Operation Smile that got me in front of Amy Rosenblum. And Amy Rosenblum is the person I trained with who put me directly on the Today Show. And I love sharing that story, especially on a Monday, because the more you give, the more you get. The universe conspires in your favor exponentially. When you give with an open heart, you bring value and servitude to the next person. And the universe will reward you. Maybe not in that moment. Maybe you help somebody else get that dream job that you wanted. Maybe somebody else gets that that uh, role in theater because you gave them a, a, a piece of advice. They took it and they got the lead role where you're, you know, playing, you know, uh, something else. But the universe will always conspire in your favor so i know you guys have heard that story before but i know there's always somebody new in the room and we're always talking to the newest member in the audience and it is about giving so um guys flash your mics if you're still here with me this morning For, we're here barbara that was really i love cool. that okay so the more you give the more you get and that really did come off of one of my top tips of how to have more time, money, and freedom is people don't care what you know unless they know that you care. Take an active interest in other people and you will go far. Um, okay, my next tip, I believe I'm on number four, is know their why. You know, we're always talking about um, know your why, know your why. I personally, I know my why. I have a brother with special needs. And I have been gifted a second shot, and I feel like my alarm is going to go off again while I'm in the middle of this conversation. But so I know that I know my why. But in the truth is, there's this thing in sales called um, "with it." What's in it for them? Like, what is in it for them? people want to take an active interest in the success of anything if they have skin in the game and knowing other people's why and that comes from having two ears one mouth listening twice as much as you speak and you know i remember i'll never forget this so we had started to scale these teams across the United States and we started taking on more clients and we were doing event promotions. We were doing direct sales. We were doing we were like the was the wild, wild west. Any client came to us, then my husband uh, um would list the clients and I would deploy the sales teams. But we it was the wild, wild west. It never really like we just were growing, growing, growing. And we brought him i wouldn't say we i would say my husband brought in my ex-husband brought in this guy gary polson and gary had sold another company and we they brought him in to be the ceo to help really really get our little wild wild west operation much more organized and much more efficient he was highly educated went to stanford uh berkeley i'm sorry berkeley 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 excellent and I watched him come in and there was a whole group of us. We had all done exceptionally well um, and we're doing very good. But he came in and he was so humble. This is a man who had already made millions of dollars, had built a, built a printing company, sold a printing company, and was educated. He 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 was uh, he is a CPA and a lawyer. So he has Judas doctorate and his, his master's in business. Double, you know, I mean, just ridiculous education. And he comes in and all he did was ask all of us questions. He just be, so what are you interested in? Why do you love this company? Where do you think it's going? Why did you choose this and not something else? Where do you see yourself in five years? How can I be, how can I help this organization be the best organization on the planet? And then he started to bringing in language that really amplified and organized i should say organized what we were what we could ultimately do and he started to bring in words of like we are going to build this with the highest level of integrity not only for ourselves but for the clients we represent and we're going to do everything with the highest level of integrity and caring we are going to walk into every business as if we are at t's you know We are AT&T, you know, represent them to the best of our to the best of our ability and with their best interest in mind. What I learned is that he was able to take all of us who had done a done, you know, we had built it pretty, pretty well, but we were a little, uh, you know, we didn't have the intricacies we didn't have. We we were a little rough around the edges. We had a lot of potential, but we didn't, we weren't very organized. Um, and the only way we were going to go from where we were to where we could, where we are today. And where we're ultimately going to be is through the leadership of Gary. And it was his leadership in taking an active interest in our why and not necessarily why he was there and i wish i should go i'm going to call him later today he's on the west coast and be like so what was your why (laughs) he took such an interest in our why like why are we doing this and what did we see um and was really able i mean literally he took that company from where it where it was there it is it's uh, worth uh it brings sorry my alarm goes off um and then i don't know how to shut off um I'm not technically advanced. Remember, I'm talking about phone books at this point. And uh, so anyway, he took that company to where it was to where it is today, which is a a business that generates over $200 million in revenue, which in representing the highest, most distinguished clients on the planet today, which is pretty damn cool. Did that lands with anyone taking an active interest in other people's why? Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely.
1: Isn't that so good? Two ears, one mouth, listen twice as much as you speak. So um, guys, we are on the top of the hour and I just wanna make sure we're inviting people in. Ping in your friends, it's Monday motivation. Uh, put it out in your hallway. Let's see if I can actually multitask, you guys now. let's see. Um, if you go to that little square in the lower left-hand corner with the arrow coming out of the box, it's going to share it in the hallway. If you can just say something about learning how to make more time, money, and freedom in this Monday morning, come on in here. Or just say, come on in, join the conversation, join us, share it in the hallway. We can make sure that we're continuing to build the Breakfast with Champions uh, champions room here. All right. Anybody else want to jump in? When I first, sorry, I'll, whoever wanted
4: to go next, I'll, I'll be quick. When I first got to the auto dealership, they, in Tampa, they brought me in to kind of help change the culture. They didn't have anybody there who was like motivation, education, inspiration. And I sat down and I had a one-on-one with all the sales guys and they thought it was so weird, but you know, Over time, they started coming to me with, yeah, I'm really trying to get a house right now and, you know, I really would love to be in finance one day and, you know, but at first they thought it was so awkward. So even if it's awkward, have the conversation because they do appreciate it. People appreciate it
1: no i agree and it's so much of how you say things and if you can really guard your emotions especially in heated conversation and take that you know okay how do i get out of this conversation what i ultimately want how do i get what i want which is to bring this keep our relationship in a good place or have better outcomes like look two steps out play check uh chess not checkers like don't get heated in the moment uh who else wanted to jump in i heard a voice
4: hey barbara it's shante i wanted to uh go back to an earlier point you brought up if i can i think it was yeah like, point two when you were talking about like the freedom with family and and just you know like that kind of reminded me of the whole work life. i think of- I had a cupcake moment like that with my daughter. I was a single mom and she signed up to do uh, cupcakes. They were trying to raise funds at her school um, for like a carnival with animals that the kids wanted. So everything needed to be made. And, you know, I was working around the clock and I completely forgot. And I literally had a grown-up tantrum in my condo about these cupcakes. And I just, everything in me, I felt guilty about like wanting to go and buy them and finally I just said you know what Whole Foods is right in front of the school and I just went to Whole Foods market I bought sprinkles I had Don't judge me, but I literally got aluminum foil and put their cupcakes and made it look as if almost like we made them and and put the sprinkles and they sold out. And not only did they sell out, they were double. The whole goal was for them to raise money and they made more money than if I would have baked them. And so I just realized in that moment that it's okay because I couldn't do everything all at once. And I didn't have to apologize for being a career woman at that point in my life. So I just wanted to thank you for bringing up that whole thing about, you know, just having that time freedom and and not judging yourself. So thank you for allowing me to share.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, I love that. And so much of, you know, we're always, we spend so much time concerned about what other people think. And, you know, there's a great book out there. It's like, what other people think is none of your business. But it took me, I love that you shared that. It took me so long to get to a really healthy space of identifying, like, what are people, you know, oh my God, what are people going to say? People are going to judge you no matter what you do you can never control how other people perceive you it's it, it's a lens that have been, has been crafted through their own experience but you can o- you can only control how you handle things right only how you're navigating life at the highest you know expression of yourself and it isn't bringing you happiness it isn't making you money and it isn't you know using your time wisely then don't do it and trust me i am right there with you being efficient, being smart and not worrying, people are going to judge you, but that's based on them. That's based on, you know, (laughs) that's, that's all on them. And trust me, it's more of a reflection on other people. And man, when you abandon that, unfortunately I, I had to learn it when I was in chemo and I realized, you know, I put so much, stuck on the weight of other people's opinions. I put so much weight there. I was like, well, what are people gonna think? I had this great moment where I actually heard myself say, oh my God, what are people gonna say? I heard myself say it. Oh my God, what are people gonna say? And it was when I decided I wanted to go on television. And what I love about the, my television track, and by the way, I'll be on on Thursday if you guys are tuning in. Or wait, no, I'm filming tomorrow. Oh, I'll let you guys know. It's I'm taping tomorrow. Um, and what I love about is being on television and sharing that is like, you set your mind and your intention somewhere. There are strategies to move the feet in that direction that I have deployed for so many crazy, crazy, crazy things. And I absolutely love sharing it. So I'm actually putting together um, a, a masterclass. It's going to be called the more masterclass. It's all about how to make more time, money, and freedom, how to achieve the goals that you've been dreaming about all your life and how had, had to deploy them. So I'm putting it together right now because I realize even with the TV experience, I, it's like, okay, I wanna go on TV and next thing you know, I'm on the Today Show, but there's these series of little micro steps that I've always taken when I set my sights on something. When I set my sights on, you know, listen, I wanna, I want to make this. I want to drive that. I want to experience that. I want to do that. I want to serve my brothers, my my brother with special needs. I want to serve others. I want to do this. I literally have these strategies that I I deploy and I've taken them for granted. And now I'm just going to give them away. Total secrets. Masterclass, absolutely free. It's I it'll be in um June, if you guys are interested, DM me more. I will get you the information. It's all coming together right now. I'm actually working with Kim Walsh Phillips to put together the best masterclass in this. And I'm super excited. But with being on TV and deciding at 42 and never being in front of a camera ever, 42 deciding to go on TV. I thought to myself, Oh my God, I'm going to have to be a coffee runner for some 25 year old producer. And I may end up being in like the bowels of New Jersey talking about some dumpster fire In with like, I'm picturing like the, you know, it's a hailstorm, and I'm out in the field. And I said this and I heard myself, I go, Oh my God, what are people going to, what are people going to say? What are people going to think? And I was like, What? Did I just say that? Did I literally have that thought run through my mind? I don't care what people are going to say. I want to be on TV. And if that requires me talking about a giant dumpster fire and a hailstorm in the bowels of New Jersey, then I am going to do it because that's what I want to experience. I want to experience what it's like to be live on television. And I do not care what other people think and i don't care if i have to run coffee for a 25 year old uh producer that just got out of got out of college and is living in their parents basement i am a do whatever it takes girl and i'm a girl that no longer cares about what other people are going to say because that's a reflection on them because the right person is like that girl in working girl that's saying you go girl and that everyone else is like what the hell is she doing but either way i have no control or authority over other people's opinions of me i only care how i'm navigating my life as a as a mother as a humanitarian as a human being as a community member but when you start hearing your voices and you guys know every master class i start off with is we're doing a checkup from the neck up because without the right mindset you're going absolutely nowhere you can't get in the car and and just start driving. You have to have a destination and you have to have the right tools to get yourself there. You have to have four wheels on that on that car in order for you to get from A to B. I don't care what kind of tires they are, but they gotta have air in them and they've gotta be round, okay? And they they will get you there, but without them going on your the rims is gonna be very difficult. You can probably do it on a bike. You need some sort of vehicle. You need your two legs, but to go from A to B, you do need a vehicle and the vehicle is the mindset. And so many people have that of, this isn't, is. am I wrong on this? I'm not wrong on this do you You're guys have wrong heard wrong your you, right am i ever wrong no i'm never wrong talk to my ex-husband i'm wrong a lot but in all honesty have you guys heard yourself ever say like what are people gonna think not oh, in a long three- time yes <laughs> yes what are people gonna say what are people gonna think oh my god like what am i doing if, and I, there isn't a person on this in this that hasn't said that and maybe you've learned to uh navigate that or mitigate it or minimize it but I know that it is we we care. We and people are like, I don't care what other people think. Listen, that's a work in progress. We're all a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. Still something that um does creep up every once in a while. It does. It's it's just part of the human experience. And then I'm like, ah, I don't care. That's on them. I'm gonna go ahead and live my best life, leave it all out on the field. Um so that's just
3: anyway. Pardon okay. the interruption,
4: Barbara. I think Lisa go wants forward. to say something.
3: Hey, sorry. I'm kind of shy with the the speaking up, Barbara, but... uh, No, go for it. Go for it. Thanks, Ed. I was just thinking as you were saying this, you know, I've been listening to you um, motivate me for a while. And I've always thought that I didn't care what people think because usually I didn't agree with what they thought. So um, I kind of thought that that meant I, I was apathetic to it, but I realized that once I started to find my purpose and to walk with that purpose, once I figured out my why, then I really didn't care what people thought because I knew what I was doing and I knew where I was going and I had that confidence. And I think that I paid more attention to what other people were thinking when I wasn't confident in where I stood with myself. So once I got that grounding, it changed the way I reacted to other people's thoughts. So I just wanted to put that out there
1: oh i think that's so good and i think it's having that honest dialogue with yourself lisa i think you made a really good point it's like no i don't care i don't care what other people think but when you're really honest with yourself and you take inventory of x y and z in some form or fashion you know um dana bowling donna bowling posted this really great TikTok a couple months ago. And she's like, you know why you're not posting? You know why you're not going live on Instagram? Do you know why you're not putting yourself out on TikTok and you're not doing X, Y, and Z? And these are for people that are in the online space that are building brands. It's very important that you put yourself out there. And she goes, you are concerned about somebody you went to high school with seeing that picture. You're concerned about your mother-in-law. You're concerned about, you know, putting and all of a sudden I heard that and I was like, oh, you know, something, sometimes I do that where I'm like, oh, I don't really, you know, that's being too vulnerable. That's too much information that's to this. And I start thinking about like those three people that I like, that are like, oh my God, you know, and then I'm like, wait a second. I transcend that by the words that Oprah Winfrey said to me, when I asked her, what kind of advice would she give to anybody who's aspiring for her level of success? And her answer was live in service success is a byproduct of living in service of others. And when I stop thinking about those three people that I'm like, oh my, you know, my ex sister-in-law is gonna be like literally rolling over in hysterics over whatever I'm gonna post about myself. I'm like, her opinion is of no concern. I'm posting this because this is what I've learned through my lifetime, my my trials, my tribulations, all the endeavors and the things that I've gone through, I'm using this as a way of teaching and helping others get to their next level and inspire others to live their best life. And um, so I think Lisa, that's really important because I think someone's, I don't care what people think, I don't, I, I, but we need to really have an honest dialogue and then move through it when you can have that moment like I did, which is like, oh, what are people gonna think as I'm, you know, uh, Forty-two. Uh, listen, I was 42, I'd already run a successful business, multiple homes. I was like doing well, like externally, right? Like on the outward, I checked all the right boxes of like, well, she's living the dream. But I wasn't living, I was living, I think a very um, veneer of a dream um checking all the external boxes and i i've i've said this before as it just was checking wearing the right clothes and driving the right car and saying the right things and doing the right all the check 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 and i was completely unfulfilled i was like i doing all these things and when i realized i was looking for so much external validation through these external wearing the right lululemon yoga pants i mean check the box i was doing it And I realized none of this was really bringing me fulfillment and contentment and happiness and joy. I was trying to get external validation and I don't even know where I was looking to get it. And when I was like, I really wanna try this television thing, I was always too insecure. And uh, I I just had all these doubts about myself. I was like, I would rather fail trying than ever fail. I'd rather fail trying than ever fail to not try. And when I decided that, and then really could hear my voice saying, oh wow, I uh, what are people gonna think? And then I heard myself say it. I was like, wait a second, whoa, 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 pump the brakes, pump the brakes. I wanna go, I wanna learn this TV thing and I have never done this. I have to be a coffee runner for a 25 year old producer. I have to be willing to start at the ground level. I have to be humble enough. I have to put my ego aside. My, the ego is not your amigo. I had to put that ego amigo off to the side and be like, I just really want to learn and try this and explore this, put it out there. And it it really just, it it changed things. So Lisa, I love that you said that because I think sometimes you're like, no, I don't care. But then you're like, wait a second. Turns out I actually do. But how do I transcend that to uh, servitude? I hear somebody unmiking. Who else wants to jump in?
5: Hey, Barbara, I just wanted to, this is Eddie. Um, I just wanted to pour some energy to you this morning because i've been in your room before and whenever you speak you speak with so much energy and you put so much love and passion out there that sometimes if we put we pour a cup all the time who pours back into us who heals the healer so i just wanted to give you some words of affirmation and tell you today barbara that i am proud of you like you are amazing what you've overcome you are inspiration in your family you are inspiration around the world Look at everything that you've been through and you didn't move through life like why is life happening to me but it's now you're moving from a space where it's literally not just about you it's about others and you're putting that that love and that energy out into the world and I, I heard this quote and i'll never forget it. every time i see it, um it just gives me chills but service to others is the rent that we pay while we're here on this earth like it's not just about us as individuals if we can serve other people and try to actually go back and help other people i feel like that's how god the universe whatever people beliefs are it comes back to you so barbara you've you've given so much love and energy and passion out that all the blessings are going to come back to you and keep elevating you and keep making sure you are sound in body and mind and you can keep doing what you're doing and still being the best you possible and knowing that you are enough, you've overcome obstacles, you've broken generational curses, anything in this world that you wanted to do, you are doing it. So you went from thinking about, oh my gosh, what will people say to like, oh my gosh, what will people say? And look at like you're, you're, you're living, you're living the life that's filled of fulfillment now. And even though you went through those experiences in your past, you know, like with your divorce and having cancer, like you didn't allow that to stop you. You just keep on pushing. You are unstoppable uh, uh, of of nature, Barbara. And I'm proud of you. And I am I appreciate you. Thank you for everything that you do for others. And it's just me wanting to pour it back into your cup and say I'm proud of you and you're amazing.
1: Wow, wow, <laughs> thank you, Eddie. That is awesome. That made my day. I, I appreciate that so much. And I love that quote, that service is the rent that you pay. And man, you will live in a castle the more service that you put out. I promise you, the world conspires in your favor when you put out ways to help and to serve. It is in in spades. And what I did learn Eddie, and I appreciate that so much. And I did learn through my, it, it, cancer did happen for me. I needed the reset and I needed a full clean slate. I had to, and I couldn't do anything during those, those times that I was in treatment, but I saw things differently. And I saw that I was checking a whole bunch of boxes of what I thought the right life was, what the good life was. Like good people do this and good people do that and good people wear this and good people drive this and pe- good people. And I realized that there was so much, um, so much, there's such a veneer. It was so, and uh, it helped. Cancer chemo helps me break that veneer so that I can be my authentic self and share what I think really living is about is helping others live their best life. You know, I can only serve from my experience and use it to um, you know, maybe help others get out of their own way, change their mindset, change their future. I know when you change your thoughts, you change your destiny. So I I so appreciate that. And it's been a work in I'm a work in progress, but what I do find is um it's more fun to take people with you along the journey and like how many people can i help live their best life and move to a higher vibration and and give more to get more and really not you know listen don't wait till you're confronted with your own mortality and the last thing that i'll share eddie thank you i appreciate that so much is the biggest gifts, one of the biggest gifts that I was given was not being born on third base. And what I mean by that is that I grew up in a very affluent community. My parents moved me to Princeton, New Jersey, and we all lived, all six of us, I'm one of four kids. Um, at one point, all six of us and our dog, Muffin, lived in a one-bedroom apartment in Quail Ridge apartment complex. Our address was 2222, and that's our lucky number, in Quail Ridge on Quail Ridge Road and um i used to be so envious of all the people around me i had just like i was like oh my god they have it better than i do and everyone had it better than i do and if i could go back in time and give myself any advice it would not it would to be to transcend envy and recognize that's something that I want. If I am jealous or envious of something, it's because it's the universe's way of saying, Barb, that's something that you're to be driving towards and driving for what you want. So, um, That is one of my pieces. I was not born on third base, but it was the best thing for me is that I had to learn how to run all of the bases, how to get on first, second, third, and make the home runs. Because I was around people that were born on third base and never made it to home plate. Actually, probably completely got got taken out of the game because they never knew how to move their feet. They were never gifted the understanding of how to swing that bat, how to make the plays, how to get back off at bat when things don't pan out and um it ended up being the be- the best get gi- the best gift but if i could go back in time i think i wasted a lot of time being jealous and envious of those born in third base instead of being like how do i get there i wish i would have taken on that mentality sooner and i think that's um something that i see a lot of highly successful people do guys i'm one minute over on barbara Majeski. i begin on time i end on time i'm passing the mic guys